Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Bit of a change of the guard because Mr. Josh Brown, how are you doing? Joining me for the Untitled Banter podcast this week. Hello, Scott Telford. I'm doing all right, thank you. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not great on the spot, so I'm a bit worried about how I'm going to do with these questions, but looking forward to it. And I've heard we've got some good ones in. We've got some lovely questions. And you're beautiful on the spot, mate. Bit of the old, just a lovely on the whole preparation age. Can't get enough of it. Gold member. It's been a while, but you've got to just go with what you can. Now, this is the Untitled Banter Podcast. Every week I ask people for their different thoughts, opinions, questions, whatever the hell they have on their minds that they'd like us to talk about. I don't know where Jules is. I should quickly address that. I don't know. He just told me he was off for the week. He probably did tell me where he's actually going, but I, I don't remember all the things. So I think I think he's having a bit of a mish. I think he's probably gone up a mountain or something. He sort, he sort of does that. But it's fine because I've got the lovely Josh Brown with me. And I mentioned that in the tweet we've got a lot of questions a lot of different talking points and a lot of things to get to so the first question from wayne who says have you, have you ever dressed up as a video game character for halloween or some other event slash occasion please share <laughs> with us now have you done this because i do have a story for this that is great i have a story but it's a bad one um in <laughs> 2013 or maybe 2014 me and my friends went out for a university halloween party scott tilford and yes. wayne who asked this question and um you know back then i wasn't very confident so i wasn't really into dressing up i had no money didn't I used have to hate the it, ability to even buy a costume if i wanted to so i knocked up what i called a joe from the um, last of us costume Ooh. which was essentially just a shirt in some jeans in a backpack uh-huh. and a little bandage around my arm. Joel doesn't even have a bandage around his arm, but I thought that looks a bit post-apocalyptic. Put a little bit of blood on. It was the least effort anyone has ever gone to a costume. Nobody bought that well. I was supposed to be Joel, but in my head, that's who I was dressed up as. So at least I kind of made an effort. Otherwise, I don't usually go as video game characters these days just because I don't really have the resemblance. So sometimes, I mean, I don't have the resemblance to any of the film characters, but I feel like, you know, <laughs> I can get a, a raincoat and a suit and some blood and pretend to be Patrick Bateman, for instance. You could. That's a staple of mine. To be um, fair, yeah. I think these days, if you just got a robe, you could pull off the, what the comments keep calling you, which is the Messiah himself. I think you could, <laughs> you could flaunt that. But I mean, just very, very quickly dropping in the uh, the least amount of effort for a Halloween costume. I once just bought a shirt from Primark and cut some holes in it and then got some red, it was like ketchup or red red paste and was like, I'm a zombie. Just sort of did Dude. the orange thing. 
That's what most lads do. That's what yeah. most lads, especially in last you, minute, do. I'm it's like, costume. last minute, I'm going to cut some holes in this T-shirt to show off my muscles, put a lot of blood on me, I and wish. then go out, hit the club. Yeah, oh yeah, the muscles part for me is very much um, <laughs> hypothetical. <laughs> just sort of cut a bunch of holes in. Jeans, completely fine. Shoes, completely fine. Just a slightly <laughs> tatty shirt. Um, but yeah, in terms of dressing up as a video game character, I remember back in when I was in uh, middle school, um, it was when uh, Metal Gear Solid first came out. Now, Metal Gear Solid, as you know, completely dominated my life. Um, and I just loved solid snake couldn't get enough of him so i dressed up as solid snake for our end of the year um end of middle school party thing um and i just was just required getting like a little bomber jacket um a cardboard uh pistol um which i i couldn't couldn't get a gun back then couldn't do it so um, i had to make a little cardboard gun uh which i called the socom the teacher teacher took it off me halfway through the day because she was like <laughs> we can't be seen to you to be having this cardboard gun um but i did have a little bandana and i sort of just walked around doing like the snake voice all day long but i was like i don't know i was like 10 so it was or eight or something um but that you know you, you got to do what you can See, when I'm picturing this, you know, first off, I think you look amazing. I think that suits you really well and can, you know, picture <laughs> you. Like if, if I was, you know, in your school and your friend at that time, at that age, I'd have you thought you were the it. best. I thought everyone would get it. Guy in, the, in the entire world. They just didn't. I just sort of walked in with my little bomber jacket, my little cardboard pistol, like, eh? Hey? Well, Nothing. this is the thing, man. When I'm when I'm when I'm picturing it, I picture you as a young Ben. I picture you quite <laughs> small and a child. But also, I picture you still having your facial hair like you do now, which I think works. <laughs> I think that works on a younger version of you with a bandana. I'm like, like one it. of the Cyberpunk 2077 children that are just sort of yeah. like one of the adults <laughs> that's been shrunk. Um, next question, which is kind of just a statement um, from Stephen Richardson, who says, "I've just got the platinum on the Avengers. Am I mad for doing so?" Yes. I mean, I I appreciate it. I'm there for you, but I don't yes. know anyone else who stuck with. That that game that much yeah fully agree yes 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 you are mad but also <laughs> like what you like if you enjoyed getting the platinum as long as you enjoyed it if you got it and you resented every single minute then yeah you are just genuinely mad and <laughs> you should probably never ever do that again but if you enjoyed it along the way that's the thing that's the most important i've got also... some mad platinums my friend you well, know exactly. some, some that i'm not proud of some that i've just turned into a disgusting mess to achieve but if i had fun you know, like what you like. Enjoy exactly. yourself. I mean, look, speaking of just having fun, I watched England score some goals and then I went and bought football games. I, I couldn't, didn't, couldn't get FIFA, couldn't justify that. Um, but I did get uh, Galazzo, it's called. I don't know anyone who's mm. heard of it other than the developers themselves, but Galazzo I got. And I got a Neo Geo game called like Soccer Brawl or something. So I think I think we all float down here, but it just depends what the, the motivation is. Sometimes you just That's need it. to... You know, just just dig what you dig, um, in the words of Corey Taylor. Now, the next question is from Rex Wolfley. Not so much a question, more a fervent request. Josh, please take some time to play Super Metroid. Scott, please take some time to watch Scrubs. I don't know when I let, let fly that I haven't seen Scrubs, but it's, maybe it must be, must be a known thing. It was. It was earlier this week, Scott Tilford, I think, was it was our Monday <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I'm pretty almost certain it was. I mean, it's been a long week. It might not have been, but it was very recent when you dropped that bombshell when we were talking about Super Metroid as well. And right. to this statement, to this inquiry, to this demand, I think you could describe <laughs> it as, I will, I will one day, whether that's tomorrow, probably not. Whether that's I will... five years' time, also probably not. Whether it's 10 years' time, at some point along that time realm, I will eventually I don't, I don't know when I would Can you watch... make the same promise? I, I don't know. I can't. I don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to watch Scrubs. If I was going to watch it, I would have watched it in the last 20 years. I've seen bits of it, um, but I just, I don't, there's nothing. I don't, I don't care. I don't, the hospital, like, setting doesn't get me. I just don't, I don't, what's what? the, why should I watch Scrubs? What were you doing during your earlier years when everyone was making, you know, either JD or Dr. Cox jokes? Like, what, what were you Marini's doing? Dark Place, I think. And, and, oh, no, I mean, I'm sure you're watching other good things, but yeah. I mean, how do you go through social situations where people were making newbie jokes or people were doing Dr. Cox rants? Are you 
all that stuff. I don't even how know who Dr. You, Cox is. It's, this is crazy. This is I don't understand how a person didn't go through their life not spending hours of their life listening to the Scrubs theme in full on YouTube with all the lyrics up. Like, I not don't know sick, how you did But didn't. I'm not well, that, not that one. No. no, 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 no. Couldn't be further from it. <laughs> Couldn't be further from it. That's Peep Show, it not even in the Wasn't same my, country. Just to sort of like, I mean, yeah, my, most of my school didn't watch Scrubs when, I, when it was on. And I just, I don't know anyone who's watched it. Even my wife never mentioned it. It just never comes up, mate. But I just, I've got, apparently it's a thing. And I, look, I'll, I'll not promise, but uh, Rex Wolf, he's a regular. So I'm sure he'll remind us at some point in the future. But I'll try and watch a little bit of Scrubs. I'll try and watch some season one. I'm sure it's bingeable. I'm sure it's lovely. I've heard nothing but good things. But for whatever well, reason, never got there. This is the issue because, you know, I'm saying all this, but I don't know how well it, it's, it's held up. You know, I've watched it in a long, long time. I really enjoyed it when I was growing up. And maybe I can just rest, you know, having those memories. Sometimes it's better maybe. to just not yeah. go back. Yeah, it exactly. depends what it is. Um, this one, we got a bunch of people. I don't know why. You must be the Xbox ambassador. We got a bunch of questions asking about Xbox recommendations. So I don't know what energy you've brought to the, uh, to the situation. Um, but, so the first one is from Derek McMullen, who says, Help, because of your recommendations, I got an Xbox Series S and Game Pass, but I haven't owned anything not made by Nintendo since the original Xbox. What game should I be playing to get caught up on modern gaming history? And also from Steve Ahrens, who says, Good day, legends. Having listened to many of the What Culture team, including Josh, champion Game Pass for some time, I've bought an Xbox Series S, despite um, only ever owning PlayStations. Aside from Halo, what Game Pass exclusives do you recommend for someone new to Xbox? I'm just going to pass that to you initially. What do you? What comes to mind for uh, to to solve this? Well, first off, great questions, and yes. and what first comes to mind, I think we we may potentially disagree on. Mm. But for me, the the game that actually got me into Game Pass, the game that made me actually buy the service, was Gears Five, and that made me a believer yeah. because I think you know I think Benron might back me up on this. Like Gears Five is just an incredible Xbox exclusive, one of my favorites, one of my favorite Gears games in general. Mm -hmm. And I think you know if you want, and it's weird because it's the fifth game, and you know the second. Um, entry in this new trilogy but i feel like it works as a good entry point it's into the franchise because you get a lot of backstory you're picking up as and um, mostly um this new playable character who was in the previous game but you know wasn't the central protagonist so i think mm -hmm. it's a really good jumping on point to experience that and then go back which is what i did and um, when i played gears 5 you know i'd played the other ones before but that inspired me so much that i actually went back and replayed the older games which are also <laughs> on game pass so i recommend um firstly if you want the big exclusives to do that mm -hmm. but then otherwise there's just all of gaming history to go through you know the one thing i will recommend is fallout and um, new vegas which isn't an xbox exclusive but is on um, game pass alongside mm. the other fallouts and you know bethesda is now going to be owned by well they are owned by microsoft now all of those future installments are going to be um, exclusive, presumably. So get yourself on New Vegas. It's one of the best games of all time, in my opinion. Get yourself on New Vegas. Get yourself on Evil Within 2. I would say, yes. I, I'm assuming Evil Within 1 is also on there, but that was part of the Bethesda chunk of stuff that got thrown on there was all the um, other deals that Bethesda have signed. Evil Within 2 is one of the most underrated, um, overlooked horrors in, in forever. It's just, just never talked about. It has really cool semi-open world sections with jump scares and little sort of like horror scenarios that you can find. It's really, really cool. Um, in terms of them, to go back to McMullen's question, what should I be playing to get caught up on modern gaming history through the lens of um, Xbox? I still think that you should, if you haven't played the Master Chief Collection, if you haven't owned, he says he hasn't owned anything not made by Nintendo since the original Xbox, so I guess he played the original Halo. 
um and i guess halo 2 but um i would dive on the master chief collection that game is like multi-game playlists i absolutely love and no one talks about it that should be a franchise like that should be a, a model that gets applied because imagine like my mind goes in 10 places imagine if it did the devil may cry collection but you could do a multi-game playlist of levels that should be the case across like all collections like a crash bandicoot collection and um, just crash team racing or whatever like just I don't know, do anything where you can go between multiple different games because I feel like Master Chief um, has that and it just never really gets talked about. The fact that you can dive from one to three to two to four back to one, just serving up these really cool levels and they've curated them as well. There's like playlists of levels, like here's all the big set pieces in a row and stuff like that. Um, but as, yeah, as a wider thing, um, my mind just goes to, you know, you got like the Fable. Um, it, it's essentially, it's just sort of doing all the Xbox franchises and I don't know how many of them are on Game Pass, but I'm assuming the vast majority at this point. Um, do you have something that comes to mind in terms of modern gaming history that I guess you can access? Because for me, it's also weird because um, Xbox have pretty much sat out modern gaming history. It's only very <laughs> now where they're sort of coming back. So it's like, well, you can mop stuff up, but it's very much yeah. on the, third, on the um, third party side of things like The Witcher or something or Red Dead. But yeah. It's very much, yeah, the other recommendations I have are very much third-party games that, you know, you can get elsewhere, but you mm. might not want to give a go. Like, I'm always going to shout out Outer Wilds, which is, for me, one yes. of the most inventive, creative games um, that you can get your hands on from the modern, you know, past five years, past 10 years or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think it excels, I've said this before, but I think it excels on a platform like Game Pass because, you know, I might not have necessarily given a game like that a try, but the fact that it's there and the fact that, you know, you, you can jump into these more experimental titles, these more indie titles, these more risky titles that you might not have, mm -hmm. you know, 15, 20, 30, 40, 60 pounds to spend on them or to take a risk on them. You can just try them when they're on Game Pass. So for mm -hmm. me, Outer Wilds gets my shout every day of the week. It's not going to be a game for everyone but if you're a fan of exploration if you're a fan of how levels are kind of constructed in games and how everything connects to each other that sounds very vague but you'll know what i mean if you play it or if you're <laughs> yes. gonna play it um if you're just a fan of you know just the intricacies of video games i suppose mm. and the intricacies of exploration and you know imagination i think that is absolutely solid like i wish that's the game no one's asked this question i'm asking it myself that's the <laughs> game i wish i could play fresh like i wish i could have oh shout find white and i could play that from scratch that would be metal gear solid for me just in terms of experience nice. something again and um, we'll very quickly throw out um, outer worlds which is the obsidian rpg which is just made to be like a modern day version of something like a fallout new vegas and um, because for me if you're recommending a old school fallout or i guess a middle school fallout and um, to someone brand new now they might completely bounce off how clunky and like sort of how naff some of the animations can be if you're completely fresh to it um, and you find yourself bouncing off that, I might recommend Outer Worlds as well. I mean, they're all right there for you to try. Because um, Aaron's does mention, like, Game Pass exclusives, which I guess aren't really a full thing yet. Like, that's going to become more of a thing going, uh, going forward. Um, but, I mean, you can't really go wrong, like, in terms of you might as well just try a bunch of different genres, like the likes of the stuff that we've mentioned. I guess in terms of um, slotting in parts of Xbox history that you've missed out on, it would be all those big franchises. It would be Gears, it would be Fable, it would be Halo, um, and just sort of preparing for the future, because um, you, you can't really go wrong. There's one game, one go franchise on. that I cannot, I cannot believe you haven't showered out. My, I'm, I'm trying to think, I'm, I'm pretty sure that my mind is ailing. I'm not, well, yeah, go on, there's probably, there's probably <laughs> no. something. Well, it's, it's, it's difficult because I, I can't say what they are because I don't believe that they exist. And that's the two Ori games, which you know, <laughs> I, I don't think are real, but I know that you apparently like. 
No, I adore the Ori games, but the way that these questions were phrased didn't we think of that. Although, if you're going to talk Game Pass, I guess Game Pass exclusives on mine didn't yeah. go to that. Yes, Ori in the Blind Forest, Ori in the Will of the Wisps. Ori in the Will of the Wisps, mate, is one of the best games ever made, and only me and Moon Studios care. So I think it's, it's a high time that more people played those games, especially the sequel. But you do need to play Blind Forest first to appreciate the sequel. So you need to, you need to get on both of them. But Will of the Wisps is a beautiful, beautiful thing. <laughs> yes, definitely that. Someday Josh will get there. Someday. Someday it'll be Maybe. a glorious time. Um, next question from Jack Asbury, who says, Hey, lads, keep up the good work. Thank you very much. My Thank question you. is, what are your favorite Pokemon? Now, I included this because I love a little bit of the old Pokemon. And I've been training up. I play Pokemon Go every single day. And just, again, just me and the wife, and that's all we do. But I'm training up a Farfetch. Now, I don't know if you know your Pokemon, but a Farfetch no. is a bird who wields a leak. He's just sort of, he's like the weaponized form of Jeff Grubb. He's got the leaks and he's bringing them left, right, and center. <laughs> and if you um, level him up, he gets like a leak, like a leak baton or like a leak shield and a, and a leak sword. He sort of becomes like a big, like a warrior. But I just, I love Farfetch. There's this little bird with a leak in his first form. So I'm, I'm, I've got him as my little buddy and I'm walking around with him and I'm trying to, I've, ta- I've taken him to the lakes and back and I'm, I'm getting him, I'm getting him, getting all the candies, mate. I'm going to have to immediately Google what that is because sadly, <laughs> Scott, what, what generation Pokemon is that? Oh, Farfetch was in the was in Gen One. He's yeah, he was really in, like, yeah. He's in the original. He's a little little brown bird with a big green leak, and he just whacks people with his leak. And he's very he's very annoyed at everything, and he, he's great. You just send him in, and he just goes hey hog wild with his leaks. <sighs> See, this is disappointing to me, right? Because this question <laughs> is good, and you know I feel like it's it's quite a popular one because it is yes. so good. Yet I can never properly take part in it because my Pokemon knowledge kind of like no, stopped go, go, go after you I go. was. If Seven years old. Oh no, I'm going to. I'm just. I need to clarify that. You yes. know, it's incredibly limited. What I'm running off. I I didn't play any of the games when I was younger. I love Pokemon the movie. I like the series. It's your favorite and I Pokemon. Collecting Pokemon. the cards. My my. It's not. It's not. But it's just as lame. <laughs> it's just as lame. My favorite Pokemon for the longest time was just Charizard. Like that was it. Charizard's very great. basic. I'll... Very straightforward. Yeah. Did me. I would totally have said Charizard. My my when I was growing up, it was always Charizard. Then it was Hitmonlee because I, actually, where do you come down on the Hitman Chan versus Hitmonlee debate? Hitman Chan is the uh, boxing one with the, with yes. the red gloves, and Hitmonlee Ooh. is the kicking one. Do you, what do you prefer, punches or kicks? Ah, uh, kicks, kicks, always yes, kicks. kicks. I was always an Eddie Gordo fan, so always kicks. Give me, a, yeah, always give me a round. A roundhouse kick is better than any punch ever thrown. Just throwing that out there into the the world of combat sports. I like. What's the one that's just like smells? It's just like it's like you've got like stink around it. It's like purple. It's stinking. It's got like a, uh, it's got like a that's on it, perhaps. Oh, 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 you're thinking of like wheezing and uh, Maybe, it, yeah. there's another one. I thought you were thinking of like muck and grimer, but I think you're thinking of um, wheezing and uh, the one that becomes wheezing. The, the, it's like a weird floating bomb with a little skull on its head, and yes, it becomes like a tube up, type thing. And yeah, it's like the power of stench. It's yeah, that thing. I'm sure it's called it's called wheezing. I don't know what its evolution is called. It's been a long time since 1996. <laughs> If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But um, next question from, from Mr. Hamlet, Wrestling Channel's own Mr. Hamlet, who just wants to know how much we've paid for a band t-shirt. <laughs> and what that t-shirt was, I just thought I'd throw this in. Just how do you see... Why not? I mean, why not talk about it? Well, Hamlet stitched me up on this one because he's never going to let me live down the fact that, right, cast your mind back, cast your mind back to pre-pandemic times. You know, everything okay. is well, much okay, better. Let me, there let are me lots read of the, gigs let me, on. Let me Go read on. This, full, this full question because he just says, I want to ask how much um, the, uh, either of us have ever paid for a band t-shirt, what that band t-shirt was, and at what point the remorse for the hypothetical purchase finally turned into acceptance. Best wishes. <sighs> So, right, before all this happened, right, I, the very last thing I did, big, you know, event-wise, yes. was see the 1975 in Glasgow. We you saw do. them twice on that tour in the same month. We saw them in Newcastle, then I went to see them in Glasgow, and then the entire world shut down. But on that <laughs> last um, night, I mm-hmm. bought a 1975 hoodie, which I've actually worn to death in our news video. <laughs> all right, it's yeah, the yeah. Drive Like I Do one. It's like black and it's got um, the yellow text on it. And that mm-hmm. was like 60 quid, which is incredibly steep. And I didn't want to pay that much at the time, but I was like, right. I had a feeling that this was the last time I was going to be able to do this. And uh-huh. it was going to be able to, you know, see it off. So I paid for that. Tender. And then felt immediately good afterwards because, you know, I was opening my wallet and, you know, there was like moths flying out and stuff. <laughs> and it took me probably about six months to 
come to terms with the fact that that money was probably worth it at the end of the day. So that's fine, Scott. What's yours? Well, see, so me, for, for that whole thing of the ludicrous ripping your eyes out prices that any venue has, I just accept that. And I know that that's wrong, <laughs> but there's nothing I can do about it. Um, other than, I guess, talking about it on like platforms and stuff and hoping that eventually it changes. But that thing, when you said, oh, it was 60 pounds, I was expecting over 100 or something, something crazy. Right. Because um, I've been to Metallica gigs, I've been to Iron Maiden gigs, I've been to these big legendary sort of like long form ones. And um, they, oh, it's what we're coming back for one night only, guys. And it's like £150 for this one shirt that you can't get anywhere else. And I haven't spent that much. Um, but the, um, yeah, I mean, that, that whole thing of just sort of giving into the, the pricing structure of like any music gig, I feel like I was expecting a lot more. I was expecting a lot worse. I would fire this back across to the wrestling podcast if Hamlet can find any way of bringing this up. Maybe if they take <laughs> questions, someone asked Mr. Hamlet what his most expensive bounty shirt is. Um, I don't have any particular individual shirt. I just collect, used to collect every single Metallica shirt. So I have like 30, cool. I used to have um, 35, well, I still, I still do have. 35 separate Metallica shirts um because every time they had a new one out I was like I'm getting that um and there was a little period between like 2012 and like 2018 where I was keeping up with everything that they put out and then I was like this is insane I'm not gonna wear these this this is actually ridiculous so I just slowly dropped that off slowly what's your favorite one of the 35 um I love a one that is they they did a a limited edition one maybe it's I mean it might not be limited anymore but it used to be limited edition um tying in with the song wherever I'm in Rome from the black album which has all the lyrics on the back of it but it's a really cool like brown like a sandy yellowy brown kind of overall print um and it has a big snake on the front of a big bony snake on the front of it and the lyrics on the back but they're all like handwritten on the back um it's really really cool it's a bit of a departure from the usual black shirt with things stuck on it um layout and i i love that stuff so yeah um i don't know how much that was though funnily enough to not be able to bring it all back around again but i'm sure it was a lot of the time um next question from sawyer i need to know is it coming home also which has the better ending sopranos or breaking bad hope you're both enjoying the summer sun and have a great week great weekend well same to you and uh, i do believe it's coming home i do believe it's been dispatched i'm pretty sure it's on the way um what's your thoughts on the status of it um, Scott Tilford, you know, and the person who asked this question, sorry, I've already forgotten the name. Uh, it was a great question. Oh, yeah. Thank you for the sentiments. Uh, Lost's so, own um, Yes, definitely. Um, you know, I don't want to, listen, we're, we're one day at the time of recording this away from the quarterfinals. There's no that, yeah. way I am jinxing it right now because you might say, <laughs> Josh, it's just England versus Ukraine. How can they get beat yeah. against Ukraine? That's what people said about Iceland when we faced Iceland yeah. and then we got beat by Iceland. We got knocked out. So I'm not taking anything for granted. So... I think it's coming home. I think it's been dispatched, like you say, but so many times <laughs> has it been lost it's in the post? Has it, it been lost in the mail? Because it gets, gets, gets taken to the wrong address, you know what I mean? So tentatively, well, card in the mail. tentatively, it is coming home, I think. So I will, very, very quickly, because I did just, when we score, okay, first of all, I should say, this is relating to football. This is relating to the Euro to- uh, Championship, whatever the hell they want to call it, tournament. I don't know. I watch football like twice every <laughs> 10 years, but I watch the Euros. I watch the World Cups. And um, this relates to that because when we scored the other night, I know people are shutting off. This won't be very long for a football conversation. Um, when we scored, I tweeted, it's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming home in caps. And a lot of, well, handful of people went, what's coming home? What are you talking about? What does this mean? And that's very much the, the rest of, well, I guess, an American perspective, or at least someone who doesn't follow football going, what is this talking about? It's coming home um, relates to the old song. Was it, was it originally the Skinner and Badil song? Badil and it Skinner was, song? yes. Yeah, um, Free Lions. Uh, just just the chant of it's coming home. So if, if anyone ever asks you if it's coming home, that tends to relate to whether or not England are actually going to be able to come home with any sort of victory whatsoever, because it's been a long time. Well, 
the, the beauty of it is, and again, I'm not going to stay on this for too long, but <laughs> it's coming home. Like it, it never has, even in those songs, it didn't come home. So the thing <laughs> about whether or not football is coming home is that even when it doesn't, it does because as long as you've got the <laughs> as long as you've got the hope, as long as you've got the optimism that it might, then then you're in. Then it, yeah, then uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of the most fun is uh, just living in the energy of that it might come home. Like there was, yeah. like, I was, I was sitting in, the, I was in the car the other day, and they were playing that Vindaloo song, and I couldn't get enough of it. Nah, 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 I was Dude. loving it. It wouldn't make sense if it actually did come home. It's like, what's yeah. that Joker thing? You know, like dog chasing cars. Like, I wouldn't know what to actually do with myself if it, if we did win. We'd so, probably you know, be awful about it. We'd probably like lord it, yeah. over, try and lord it over the rest of the world. Our tiny little island. Go, we got the, the, the thing. It came home. Sounds about right. It's we fine. would be no about it in seventy years or whatever it is. Anyway, um, so yeah, but um, yeah, you know, which which uh, show has the better ending, Sopranos or Breaking Bad? I'm saying Breaking Bad. I'm just I'm putting it out there. Well, it's bad. like you know, two of the best endings, two of the best shows mm. of all time. Incredibly difficult. And just because I'm going to say one over the other does not mean the other one is bad. But for me, it's The Sopranos. Like, again, re- <laughs> re-watching it um, last year, you know, I know that ending is divisive, but for me, it's just, oh, it's so impactful. It's so good. It recently had its anniversary um, last month or something. Mm. And I think, you know, Breaking Bad is, in- is incredibly satisfying. It pairs up all the arcs. It wraps everything up really nicely. Whereas Sopranos is a little bit different, but, you know, as a culmination of the entire show before it, it's, it's splitting hairs, but for me, mm. Sopranos just just edges it out. Big shout. I will just, just uh, the summer of admissions. I've not seen any of the Sopranos other than the first episode. I know the ending, though, because that was doing the rounds back in whatever <laughs> year that was. Um, but that's another thing. There's Scrubs and Sopranos, two things that I need to get caught up on. Breaking Bad, though, is one of my top three favorite shows alongside The Shield. And 24, but 24 is not aged very well. But that's a conversation Interesting. for a different time. Go watch The Shield, though. It's brilliant. Um, next question from Tom Hardy. What that? <laughs> I was going to put some more stank on this because of how much I agree with him. What's happened to the arcade racing genre? I put hundreds of hours into PGR 3 back on the 360. After a 10-year gaming hiatus, can you recommend anything similar that I've missed out on? Forza Horizon is still not too much of a simulator, in, is too much of a simulator, in my opinion, and I'm not a fan of Need for Speed. Now, this is my jam, Josh Brown. The bottle it, it up, put, put, a, put a lid on it. This is my jam. Um, do you have any recommendations before I give him four? No, because I think you should take it because very similar. I'm in, a, I'm in more or less the same boat. I stopped mm. when I was about... 16 or something you know when a generation ended and all of these games just dried up i didn't know where to go for my <laughs> fix so please right. give me alongside tom your so i i miss arcade infused versions of established things i miss arcade sports i miss arcade racing i miss that overblown mentality def jam the fighting games like more of it like i was actually looked at the ps plus things for july and it's wwe battlegrounds which i almost bought yes. i don't give a give a hoot about the wrestling at all but the idea of more overblown versions of a sport or a thing i'm totally there for so i complete i miss when everything was like that i miss the def jam games i miss all the arcade racing games and um, so to um to run some down very quickly i've talked about these before on chatty faces and stuff inertial drift is one that a lot of people should check out and um, a game that has a really cool um, control scheme where you're using the left stick and the right stick to sort of like really fine-tune drifts as you go around corners and um, dangerous driving i think is enough of a burnout scratcher i don't think it nails it and um, but dangerous driving is sort of like some of the teams uh, some team members from the original burnout games just doing a burnout three successor it looks exactly the same as burnout and um, doesn't have the exact kind of attitude because the soundtrack's a bit naff but you can use spotify to just on the new consoles to just sort of literally just bring up the burnout three soundtrack and put that on and just get that uh grip is the um roll cage creators new version of roll cage and um, if you like roll cage on the playstation um wreckfest is the destruction derby spiritual sequel i adore wreckfest i know you dropped off it but i i could not have played more of that game that thing was like <laughs> i lived on that for weeks i absolutely adored it um and lastly road redemption which is the sort of spiritual sequel to uh road rage 
um, but back on the um, PlayStation and stuff. Any of them that ring any bells or do, would you like to say anything about? Um, I, no, because I don't want to rain your parade. I've tried <laughs> Wreckfest and I need to try it again. Like I played it for an hour and I was like, this is cool, but it didn't grab me in the way it did you. Road Redemption though, you mm. have sold me on. I'm going to get that once it's down in price a little bit. It's so good. It's just, it's just, if you want to just ride a bike ludicrously fast, and it's not the most polished thing in the world, um, but it's so much fun. Shovel Knight's unlockable in it, not that that factors into it necessarily for anyone else other than me, but you can just hop on a bike with a sword and just decapitate someone as you go past them and then kick someone else into another one of the riders and then kick off your night wrist and you fly forward. You've got the shotguns and everything. Oh, Josh, mate, it's good time. Anyway, <laughs> um, next question from Travis Nichols. Happy Friday. Best Bloober game has to be Blair Witch. This is because I asked people for what their favorite Bloober games were. Um, Blair Witch is a hell of a shout because that game's second half isn't maybe as strong as its first half, but still, that game's still really cool. Um, let's say you're frozen 20 years into the future and thawed out. What's the first studio's catalog that you're checking out? Also, um, Scott, can't believe you said a while back you've never seen Grandma's Boy. You have to see it. <laughs> What the hell is that? I don't even know what. Do you know what Grandma's Boy is? Is that that's not the? It's like it the. It's not Adam Sandler, but Adam Sandler's Productions Company, okay. perhaps. Grandma's Boy. Let me double bell? check. Like a like a two thousands um, movie, I guess. Yes, it is. It's it's got the dude in it. This is not making any sense. It's the got... dude who's in all of the Adam Sandler stuff, if I recall. Rob Schneider. I have not seen this. Someone in school. No, 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 not that guy. Uh, <laughs> another guy. You know him if you saw him. Um, okay. I have not also seen this, Scott. But when I was in school, someone um, gave me it because they similarly said, I can't believe oh, you've not seen this movie. And they gave me the DVD and I pretended to watch it. Didn't actually watch it. Gave them it back <laughs> and was like, yeah, that's all right. So, great, you know, man. I've actually actively avoided this film. I wonder if it's time. another Hot Rod scenario. You know how like no one watched Hot Rod, but everyone who has seen it loves Hot Rod and like, oh, cool, cool beans and all that kind of thing. I wonder if it's another <laughs> one of them where it's a little bit un underrated a little bit under the radar but it's actually brilliant um i don't know but in terms of the first studios catalog i would check out naughty dog um if i i need to see what they're up to if i if we're if we're 20 years worth of growth what have they done then for me it's naughty dog because i i've all but given up on rockstar especially as dan hauser is doing his own thing separately so what would you what would you check out after a 20-year gap yeah, I mean, I can't lie, I'd be really interested in seeing the one game that Rockstar had released in that time. Like, I'd be absolutely buzzing <laughs> to just get into that epic, GTA whatever Online. it may be. And it wouldn't even be GTA 6, it would be like another bully or Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> We'd still be waiting for... Um, see if Cyberpunk's yeah. been patched yet? Yeah, totally. But no, hey. seriously, um, um, it would it would probably be Rockstar. I want to mm. catch up on what they've been what they've been delivering, if anything, whether or not they've lived up to our hopes of them finally rediversifying their um franchises and their developers and actually releasing a couple of games mm -hmm. in different franchises and different um new IPs. Perhaps you know, I I I'd want to see whether or not they become more solidified in their limitations as they potentially are now mm -hmm. or whether or not we're going back to the rock star of your i'm just really interested in the next stage of their you know development as a studio whereas all, i mean there's plenty of developers i'd love to check up on mm -hmm. but i feel like they're at a really pivotal moment where they could change radically like you said after dan houses left after yeah. the boost of online i don't know what they're going to look like in 20 years time this weirdly um because obviously they make more money than most small countries at this point but for me it's it's make or break personally because i just if you go back and look at how much influence dan hauser had the fact that he's gone he was such a linchpin of creativity at that studio and i know that they had different creative directors for the likes of bully um and i think the warriors but the vast majority of why rockstar matter came from him just just leading those scripts we read Dead redemption 2 everything else like he had such carved such a swath through that company and um, that i'm so curious what you do um without him or with someone else um but 
but yeah, like both those studios going forward, Naughty Dog, Rockstar, are both such prolific teams anyway. Um, final few questions. Um, one is from William Huxley. Um, hello, lads. After CD Projekt have said that Cyberpunk 2077 is up to a satisfactory standard, do you agree with this? And being a next-gen console owner is now a good time to pick up the game or just wait for the next-gen updates? I'd um, love to hear you guys' thoughts and loving the podcast. Thank you very much. Now, um, I don't... I would just wait. I don't know about you, but I think if you've waited this long, you might as well wait for the dedicated next-gen ones, even if they're going to be in 2030. Totally. First off, thank you. Secondly, yes. yeah, I think at this point, you know, you've you've waited this long, and yeah, you could <laughs> you could fully jump into it now. I think, especially on a next gen machine, and enjoy it enough. Like you could mm. you could get the bulk of what it's trying to do. You could probably enjoy certain sections. You probably come into contact with a couple of bugs. Maybe it'll still crash on you a few times. You could have a fun enough time. But at this point, why not just wait a little bit? Why not yeah. till, why not wait till you get the dedicated version and hopefully have an experience closer to the PC edition of the game at the you know highest end that for all intents and purposes is you know pretty good like I still enjoyed a lot of my time with this game I think there's something really good in there mm-hmm. but you at this point you know we got away for like the very best version of it whether that's okay or not I don't think it is but no. you know if you're interested in it yeah, I fully agree. Wait, wait it out. Wait it out. I would it won't just, be too much stage, longer. Yeah, at this stage, I would wait it out. Hopefully, it's not much longer. I still, I loved Cyberpunk. I had a great time with it. I put over 100 hours into it. Like, I still recommend that game. But looking at the PC footage when it's on max settings, which assumedly, hopefully, will be what the next-gen ones get close to, um, it does look absolutely gorgeous. It's just, like, hopefully, it can actually run and not bottom out and everything. In terms of agreeing with the state of it on last-gen, there's already a ton of footage showing that there's a ton of bugs still there. So, um, it's not. It's definitely not worth picking up on PS4 and Xbox One. Um, I just they overreached. They should they should have severed those platforms during development. They should have faced that um, PR backlash years ago, and they should have just focused on the new systems because clearly they long eclipsed those old systems on on the PC uh, systems they were developing on, and then having to try and get it to retroactively work is just a Complete tire fire. So um, yeah, I would I would go with the new stuff. Final two uh, quick questions. One from Kill the DJ ninety five, who says, "Hello, governors. Well, hello yourself. Um, if you could get on stage with any band you like and sing with them, who would it be?" They got on stage with Green Day. Oh, that's such that's a, a genuine, genuine dream of mine. <laughs> I used to watch so many videos of people getting on stage with Green Day. Uh-huh. I might have even watched you get on stage with Green Day at some Sadly point. Not. There's footage of it on, not you, sir. I said, kill the DJ, <laughs> oh, the person who asked the question. I wasn't just speaking straight at you. There. Everyone in the news through you. Yeah. Yeah, um, a Green Day would be, honestly, man, like I can't play any instruments. I'm terrible at singing. But if you get me on stage with Green Day, any song from... 1039 smooth out slappy hours right until i'd say maybe uno i reckon right. i could do any single song off any of those albums mm-hmm. and do it quite well so yeah it would definitely be green day insanely jealous yet again or the front bottoms the front bottoms i'd love to get up on stage belt out a tune and then <laughs> run off or finally just just running away with this question now so green day yeah. the front bottoms or I'd, oh, I'd love arctic muggies man i'd love to be Ooh. up there with arctic muggies al turner just have just feel like the coolest dude on earth. If You're you into the world, them, you know? <laughs> I am. I, this is this is semi West. I'm going for my lunch after this podcast. It's all I'm going to think about. He's now. already had his lunch. What's the what's the name of that hotel? Moon Hotel Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino Hotel. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, up there. 
It's got it all set up for you. Mine would just be rock-based stuff. Although there are, in the in the rock and metal world, there's just a history of bad things happening when people get on stage. Like, obviously, all the stuff that happened with uh, Dimebag Daryl and Pantera, but there's all the stuff with... If you ever want to just watch a weird um, series of events, it's Slash getting attacked on stage. He's in the middle of a solo, and some guy runs on to try and give him a hug, can't stop fast enough, and just plows into him. Oh, um, no. Slash falls forward, breaks the guitar, tries to continue playing. Um, and just play. I think he does the rest of the solo on the remaining two strings, but it's uh, it's a hell of a time. Um, but I would just shout out Beartooth. Beartooth are this band that are just full on party hard rock. And I can't get enough of their new album. I would love to do something with them uh, if that was some dream scenario because they're brilliant. Final question is from another team member, Mr. Dan Durkin. If you've ever watched any of our videos that have been edited, just anything that's been edited, Mr. Dan Durkin has likely had a hand in it. And um, who just says if the Bloober team, because he loves the word Bloober, he keeps messaging me this on Slack. He's like, I'm just going to sit here and say Bloober for two hours. He loves the Bloobs. Um, lovely pair of Bloobs. And he says, if the Bloobers could make any game or franchise other than Silent Hill, what would you want them to make? Which is an interesting oh, question. Dan it's a Durkin, the lovely little lad coming in with a great <laughs> question right at the very end. Um, man, I honestly don't know. Like for me, I've been so focused on them with Silent Hill. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that's just taken all of my brain power. I don't know what else I'd want them to do horror-wise. Um, See, my thing I is, I, of, oh, go no, on. Go on. Well, no, I, I think of the uh, go on. I think of the tech side of what they pulled off with um, the medium, and I think they could do something, some sort of time travel type thing. And then my mind went to Terminator, which I I'm just pulling from Terminator Resistance. It's a very first person game. I just I feel like Bluebird are very much experimenting right now, and I would want them to do something, some sort of time traveling story um, that plays into the horror side of things. Which, in saying that, I've boxed myself in because that doesn't <laughs> that even exist. A time traveling horror story. I don't think that might even be. Yeah. It could definitely yeah. exist. Honestly, though, Dirky Boy, I think, for me, like, I don't even think I want them to be on franchises, you know? I think mm -hmm. I like them doing original games or, you know, whether they're doing um, The Medium or whether, mm -hmm. whether they're doing Observer, whether they're doing Laser Fear. I did like them on Blair Witch. That is perhaps the exception there. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. thought that is good. That's Observer a, that's is such a shout, though, game. until it yeah. gets completely sideways in the middle. But it's, it's a good time. Totally, and I, I just like that, you know, they, they kind of move around with each game, whether they're mm. on something original, whether they're on a franchise, and I want that to continue. So they can they can hop into a franchise if they want. You know, I'm not the boss of Blue Team, but I would <laughs> also Blue like them to keep the, the creative juices flowing and keep making different things along the way. Yes, I would hope that as well. I hope that going forward, they don't get too swallowed up into being like the IP studio. Um, because hopefully the Silent, I mean, the Silent Hill thing seems confirmed from Video Game Chronicle, and that seems to be the case going forward, that they're doing some sort of Silent Hill game. Um, so we'll see how that stuff turns out. But let the Bloobers run free, mate. Do whatever they want to do, whatever comes their way. For now, though, this has been the Untitled Banter Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Hilford, joined by Josh Brown. Goodbye. Been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Always is, and we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you, and goodbye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.